I'm Jana Pilcher, the host of the Accelerate Your Performance podcast. This podcast focuses on our nine principles framework, supporting leaders and teams to achieve results and be their best at work. I'm thankful for this opportunity to share insights that reinforce our educational core values of having purpose, doing worthwhile work, and making a difference. Think about this. Is my role as a leader to have the answers or to impress upon people that I'm the expert? Or is my role as a leader to keep learning, realizing there are things that others know that can make me better and knowing that listening to others helps me serve people better? As the founder and executive leader of our organization, I often ask myself these questions to test how well I'm leading. It's a little bit of both, yet I must keep questions in front of me as a central point and our team to keep constantly exploring and learning. When I reflect on where I am as a leader, I'm reminded of the phases of individual change. In my book, Maximize Performance, I apply these phases to leadership. And in my book, Who's Engaged, I apply it to teaching and learning. Today, let's focus a little bit on leadership. I talk about four phases of individual change. First, when we learn something new or we're new to our job, we may be unconsciously unskilled. You know, we don't know what we don't know. And then one thing comes at us in a strong way that builds our anxiety. And then we may question our abilities, question if this is the right job or just know that we have to manage through that anxiety. That's when we move to the second phase of consciously unskilled. Here's where we choose to work through that anxiety or we give up. And it's here where we need good coaching, guidance, and empathy from others. As we work through the discomfort, we become consciously skilled in the work. As time goes on, we do it so often, improving our craft until we could do something in our sleep. We're consciously skilled. It's here where we may tend to stop learning and here where we may not ask as many questions. Rather, we get into the telling mode. Sometimes people on our team who produce positive results don't give themselves an opportunity to get even better. I don't know if you've experienced that. I've watched teams and, and watched ourselves sometimes uh, as we're moving forward to, to see if we're getting in our own way. And it's at this place as leaders and employees where we have difficulty in changing even when we need to change to accelerate our growth or to get better. And this is the conversation I've been having with university presidents who know they need to change in their organizations and institutions to survive, to thrive. And they're doing it in an environment where faculty and staff rely on their great expertise as their professional craft. It's not easy to make changes in the organization when people feel they're there's no need to change. It's made me think about my own leadership and the constant need to learn, grow, and change in our organization to accelerate our growth. After three decades of leading organizations, I fall into the category of unconsciously skilled. 
with, with a note that I still have so much to learn. But being in this last phase of individual change can be a danger zone. I tell myself every day, my job is to continue to question and challenge my thinking, to listen to people and know where it's best that I contribute to advancing others' learning and my own learning. I'm not always the best at this. I need to strive every day to be better. There are parts of an organization's history that are important for learning to build the future. And it's important to bring in new thought and expertise to advance our thinking, regardless of where we are in the organization on the individual phases of change. And in our profession, it's important for us to constantly ask and reflect on what's made the organization strong? Where have there been gaps? What have we learned beyond what we've experienced in our organization? And how does that apply to us and how we move forward? Our goal is to remain curious by asking questions, being inquisitive rather than responding in ways that shut down a conversation. It's being comfortable with messiness of a moment when we open ourselves to questions. I read a lot. I like the app Flipbook. I can create my own magazine of sorts connected to the publications I like and to read from the various industries. I read through the articles almost daily. And sometimes I come across an article that I like to share with others. Why? I've learned something that I think others can learn from as well. I've never read an article where I've said at the end of a reading, wow, I, I knew everything that was in that article. I didn't learn a thing. I send articles to our employees, customers, friends, and so on, and some of them probably wish I'd stop doing so much of that. As you know, I refer to many others' thoughts on this podcast. People have a lot to contribute. When I send an article to someone, the worst communication coming back to me is, thank you for sending the article. It reinforces that all that we are doing is the right thing. That's not curiosity or learning. And let's look at this thinking in this way. When we offer suggestions, the thing that shuts others down is people saying, we're doing that. Remember one of the questions we asked in the 30, 90 day interview of new hires? We hired you from X organization. What did they do there that we could learn from? And we have to be open to listen, open ourselves to others' thoughts. Over the past four months of this year, I've realized more than ever that asking questions because leaders are curious is not an essential part of leadership training. We're not trained very well to do what we're talking about today. We don't learn how to engage in conversations with our teammates that make conversations more productive. That's our goal, to relentlessly ask questions. Some leaders are sure enough good at giving their insight as the final word. We've been part of that. But that doesn't spur a good conversation. It's through conversation that we grow, improve, and advance our skills. It's messy. How do we build our skills to be okay with messiness, to be open to others' viewpoints? How do we learn that? Maybe the first step is to determine how natural that is for us to do. When we're communicating with people, do we read them while we're engaging in conversations with them? And is that part of what we're attentive to? 
do we really want to know what they're contributing or saying so that we can understand what's important to them? And I get nervous when I present on stage. I want to provide the best for the audience. I've learned I'm very attentive on stage, always trying to read the audience and adjust. And I think about, am I talking too much? Saying things that are meaningful or not meaningful. How can I read that? Am I engaging with the audience enough and at the right time? I have to admit, it drives me crazy when people are on their phone looking at their laptop or get up and walk out. I notice everything. And I'm the same way on a call or with a partner organization when working with teams. I'm working on being that same way as a leader with my own team. It's easier for me to shift into the expert role and away from the learner mode in my own setting. That's a balance in any setting of being the expert when needed and opening the door by asking questions to learn. I have to really work on that. That's the leadership skill to learn. I have a friend and mentor, Georgia Blackman. Her husband, Johnny, recently passed away and they were married for over 60 years. George is a beautiful person and at times loves to voice her opinion of which she has some strong and good ones. When she would get into voicing too much, Johnny would say, Georgia May, Georgia May, if you shut your mouth, you could learn a lot more about what people are thinking. This is the story that she tells me almost every time we see each other. What wise advice to all of us from Johnny Blackman. He's just telling us to stop talking and listen more. As I close today, I turn to an article in the Harvard Business Review, The Surprising Power of Questions by Allison Brooks and Leslie John. They draw on behavioral science research to give us recommendations on how to ask questions as a key leadership practice. They take us back to research in the 1970s that suggests that people have conversations to accomplish some combination of two major goals, learning and liking. I love that. I really do. When we ask questions to learn from each other, we like each other more. In the recent research on reviewing thousands of natural conversations by Allison, and her, and her Harvard colleagues, Karen Huing, Michael Yeomans, Julia Minson, and Francisca Gino. They found some interesting findings we can learn from. Here's what they wrote in their article about the study method. The researchers told some people to ask many questions, at least nine and 15 minutes, and others to ask very few, no more than four and 15 minutes. In the online chats, the people who were randomly asked to ask many questions were better liked by their conversation partners and learned more about their partner's interests. For example, when quizzed about their partner's preferences for activities, such as reading, cooking, and exercising, high question askers were more likely to be able to guess correctly. Among the speed daters, people were more willing to go on a second date with partners who asked more questions. In fact, asking just one more question on each date meant that participants persuaded one additional person over the course of 20 dates to go out with them again. <laughs> they summarized that asking a lot of questions unlocks learning and improves interpersonal bonding. This is just a simple example 
of how we use questioning for people to connect with us. They continue with referencing other research that tells us this. Sometimes people are more interested in self-promoting or selling themselves, or my words, selling their idea or their way. When people do this, they're likely to forget to ask questions that makes the conversation more engaging and the person communicating viewed in better favor. The author summarized that people don't grasp that asking questions opens the door to learning and builds more trusting relationships. Some of the people in the study didn't link asking questions to improving people liking them. It's difficult to lead change when people don't like us. That doesn't mean that people agree with all we do, but it does mean that they have trust in our commitment to learning and being open to change when new ideas can make us and, and our teams and the organization better. Even when we have expertise, we open ourselves to engaging in meaningful conversations to expand our understanding, potentially alter our views or our ways and become better at our craft. Here's what I'm working on to advance my leadership skills. Maybe it will resonate with you. As a leader, I want people to like me, but most important, I want others to believe that I think what they do matters that I have something to offer and I'm open to learning new ways of doing things. As leaders, let's relentlessly ask questions to serve others. Let's be open to manage through the messiness of good conversation, open to not shutting down any opportunity to learn, open to knowing that being open to learning is the platform for growth and open to learn from each other to build good professional relationships. When we ask and listen, we learn so much from each other. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Accelerate Your Performance. Please share it with a friend if, or a colleague and take a moment to give us some feedback. Your feedback is always valuable to us. And as always, I look forward to connecting with you next time as we continue to focus on the nine principles framework so that we can be our best at work. Have a great week, everyone.